0: experiences of God through church and who knows that that has some painful moments and sometimes people let other people down and sometimes that happens in church environments and so some people are really unclear about how God feels about them now the primary way that God has revealed himself is through Jesus Christ it's interesting that God chose family as the goal of what he wants to bring everyone in, or all Christians, into his family. He chose that as the goal. But he also chose to reveal Jesus in a father-son relationship. Really, really interesting. About 400 years before Jesus, there was a Jewish, Jewish prophet called Malachi. And here's what he said. He says, I'm going to turn the hearts of fathers to kids and the hearts of kids to fathers. This whole idea of family, healthy, functioning family. Who knows that there are times in family where people can be turned away from each other rather than towards each other. And 400 years before Jesus, this Prophecy comes through this guy called Malachi and he says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, one of the main things I'm going to do is is connect dads and kids. Jesus arrives on the scene. How does he describe himself? He describes himself as the son of God. He is described as the son of God. So God was really clear about how he felt about Jesus. And the reason that we know this is that there are two times in the Gospels where God speaks audibly. I don't know if you've known this, some of you that know the Bible a little bit better. The first one is right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. So he's grown up, uh, he's done a bit of a trade with his dad, and then he's just about to start his ministry, he decides to get water baptised. And as he's getting water baptized, we read in the scriptures in Matthew 3, uh, 16 and 17. You can follow in your own Bible device or on the screen. It says this, as soon as Jesus was baptized, this is water baptized, he went up out of the water and at that moment, heaven was open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him and a voice from heaven. This is God speaking to his son, said, This is my son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. This is a time where God speaks audibly. First time. Over here, the beginning of Jesus' ministry. A little bit later, Matthew chapter 17, we see Jesus be transfigured. It means He he was illuminated, something physical was happening to him in Matthew 17. It says, After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Okay, so you've got Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. So these are some of Jesus' disciples. And then uh, we have got these uh, figures from uh, the Old Testament, Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus, and a bright cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, "'This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased.'" And then he says this, listen to him. So here we find three messages from Father God, from Jesus, uh, from to Jesus. And here are the three messages, pretty simple. They're this, you are my family. First one, he says, this is my son. I love you whom I love and I'm proud of you. With whom I am well pleased. That last one, he's talking about the fact that Jesus was living out his mission and his purpose. And I would say, in most families, these are three things that children long to hear. Would you agree with me? And maybe you experienced that growing up, and maybe there was a lack of that growing up, but I think these three things are core to our hearts. Our hearts long to hear these things. You're my family. I love you. I'm proud of you. But God says something else at the transfiguration this second time. He says, listen to Jesus. So he says, I'm endorsing Jesus. I love him. He's part of my family. I'm proud of him. And he says this, listen to him. And Jesus, what did Jesus say? And what should we listen to regarding Jesus? Well, we should listen to a couple of things. The first thing is that Jesus says he gave us the right to become children of God. Now, this is interesting. So God the Father says to Jesus, you're my son. And Jesus, what does he choose to do? He chooses to include us In his family, some of those same rights. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was Jesus and I was creating a family, I probably wouldn't invite me into it. I know myself, I've got some flaws. Jesus has got his whole like holiness thing going on, he's got his whole, you know, God thing going on, and he chooses to invite me and he chooses to invite you. What an amazing message! What a great thing to listen to. So, so good. The other thing that Jesus says is that when we approach God, we should call him our Father. He doesn't say when you pray, you should say my Father, as in Jesus' Father. He says we can call him Father. That's what we can know. And the messages from Dad, from Father God, are messages to us. So here's my question to you. Are you clear about how God feels about you? Are you clear? Is that something that you've thought about? Not only is that something that you've thought about, is that something that you've experienced? Over this side, are you clear about how God feels about you? And when he says these messages, these messages from dad to us, you are family. You are loved. You can live with purpose. Now, number one, have you heard those messages? Do you know? But number two, have you allowed those messages to go into your heart? Do you accept the love of God? Do you accept the approval of God? Do we know? How Do do you know? Are you clear about how God feels about you? Really, really important. Uh, We've got a young dad just sitting right there. Uh, Regan, he's got the most amazing Father's Day facial hair. Those that are listening on the podcast, uh, sorry, it's kind of the handlebars. I'm trying to describe it, the handlebars style. It's facial hair that I could only ever dream of, okay? And a couple of weeks ago, Regan shared a powerful thought in our communion. And here's what he said. He said, even though I didn't have a good relationship with my earthly father, I do have a great relationship with God, my heavenly father. Isn't that a, isn't that a powerful thought? And so he shared that a couple of weeks ago. And then um, I called him this week and I'm like, that's, that's really powerful. Tell me a little bit more about that and what it was like for you. So here's what he said, Um, your parents divorced when you were three, is that correct, or five? Your parents divorced when you were five and you only had two early memories of your dad. So between the age of 15 and 16, he only saw his dad twice. Is that correct? Yeah. So he's living in another city in another part of Queensland far away. So he had no genuine experiences of love or relationship with his earthly dad. But when he was 16 years old, he encountered with God and experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit. And in that encounter, God reminded him and allowed him to experience the love of his heavenly father. See, in that moment, Regan became clear about how God felt about him, even though he didn't have any other experience to compare it with. Something of the presence of God. See, God wants us to know this, yes, but also he wants us to feel this. How do I explain that? Well, how do you feel love from anyone else? You have that sense within you. That is what God wants to give to you, but only in a much deeper and a more significant way. It's something of the heart. It's within us. This is God's plan. God wants us to be clear, not just in our heads, but a knowing within ourselves about his love for us, that we are invited into his family. We are loved and that we can live on purpose. Here's what I want to say. Your experience with your earthly father doesn't have to inform your relationship with your heavenly father, but it will try to. So it doesn't have to, but it will try to. And here's what I want to say today is I hope that you leave this place with a deepening clarity of God's love for you as heavenly father, that his message to you is, Is so, so clear. You know, the opposite of this, the messages from Dad, Father God to us, is these. They're on the screen there. The opposite is you don't belong. You need to earn love and you have no meaning. And these are the counterfeits, these are the messages. If you get these messages, They're not from God. God's messages to us are really clear. You are family. You are loved. You don't need to earn love. You could never do enough to earn God's love. And you can live on purpose when you start to align yourself to the things of God. You see, when we are clear about this, when we receive it, only then can we start to function healthily, in our lives John 13:34 uh, Jesus says this a new command I give to you love one another as I have loved you so you must love one another I think for me I'm still learning as a parent we've got some more experienced parents in here we've got some first time parents and then we've got some parents that have done the journey uh, my beautiful kids, Miranda's 11 and Joe's about to turn nine and Ben is five, so I've still got a way to go. But one thing that I have learnt to do since the beginning of my parent uh, parenting is to base and try and model as best I can my love for them on the love that I know about and what is depicted what I experience from God. And so here's a question that I regularly ask my kids. And this is the question, why do I love you? I say, hey, why do I love you? And they say, and I say to them, I love you because I'm your dad. And so I say, okay, why do I love you? And they say, because you are my dad. Now, my five-year-old... He often says, because I am your dad, (laughs) because he repeats me, and it's too cute to correct him, Uh, so very funny. And then I say this, I say, I love you no matter what. I say, if you win, I'll still love you. If you lose, I'll still love you. If you do the right thing, I'm going to love you. If you do the wrong thing, I'm going to love you. I'm not going to love what you did, but I'm going to love you. And so we are saying, I love you no matter what. We are choosing to have that security of relationship. This is how God feels about us, that nothing can separate us from his love from us. Nothing that you've done, nothing that you will do can separate us. Uh, Yesterday we did Father's Day because Sunday is very busy for us. And so uh, we did our Father's Day thing. I got this wonderful card from Joe, very, it's a teacup. It says, world's best dad. Don't worry, I've got lots of real teacups that have similar messages that have been bought from school stalls over the years. And they have pride of place in the very top cupboard in the uh, kitchen. And so here's this message from my son to me, and it says, dear dad, dear dad, I love you no matter what. Do you know that there's something powerful when we can first receive and then begin to give unconditional love? There is something that our hearts long for. There is something that often, at times, we don't always receive from others, but we can guarantee that we can receive this from God. This is God's message to you. Here's what he wants you to say. You are family. You belong. You are loved. And you can live on purpose. I'm going to say one last thing. This is only possible through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Part of Regan's story is that he felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit the Spirit of Jesus, to come and do this work. We can't do this work ourselves. It's something only the Holy Spirit can do. Here's what's interesting about these stories, is that each of the stories, there is the presence of the Holy Spirit. In the first story, it's the gentleness of a dove, that spirit of reconciliation, turning hearts In the other time, it's the brightness of God's presence. And so if you are feeling that you want this, if you are feeling that this is missing, no matter where you are, you can say, hey, Holy Spirit, fill me with the love of God. Fill me with the Father's love and allow Him to do that work. We don't have to work up to that. We don't have to work into that. But we just learn to receive the love of God and the presence of God. I'm going to pray and uh, the team's going to come. They're going to do a, a special song for us today. Why don't you bow your heads? As I'm praying, I'm going to say these statements. And uh, I don't know what your experience is with church With your earthly father, with relationships. But as I say this, why don't you create a little space in your heart? Just a little bit. For some of you, just a little landing pad for the love of the Father. God, we thank you. Here's what God wants to say to each and every one of you you are family, you belong. You are loved and you can live on purpose. So all across this room, we pray the presence of the Holy Spirit would break out in the name of Jesus and fill hearts with your love.